In life, Elmer McCurdy was a failed thief. In death, Elmer McCurdy was a very successful mummy. <gasps> hey everyone, welcome to another Weird World Podcast. I'm Dean. I'm Carrie. That, and now we are going to continue our Hollow Weird World 2023 Last week, we talked to you about some skeletons, including the famous skeletons that were the real, actual human skeletons that were on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Carrie's going to tell us a story, as we teased last week, that is about another kind of a dead body out in the open story, but this one has a fascinating backstory and history to it, and also a, a, a really amazing kind of rediscovery of this. Carrie, but you're going to start us off with something, some yes. interesting backstory right yeah an urban legend or like a grouping of urban legends that we haven't covered yet i don't think in any of our episodes the one where you know teens like your your cousin's friend's girlfriend or whatever goes to like a local haunted house or a fun house kind of attraction around halloween and then comes to find out later that dead body that she bumped up against was actually a real dead body. Why did I not do that in Urban Legends? That's a good one. I do remember that now. I have heard that yeah. one. Yeah. Well, in October 2014, the Empire News published an article about a man who had supposedly died at a Halloween haunted house attraction in Illinois uh, and had been mistaken for a prop dead body uh, for two weeks. Two weeks. Okay. This was in Waukegan, Illinois. And the Graham family apparently had for eight years held, you know, put together this big haunted house for their neighborhood. And it just started getting more and more popular. Eventually, like they would have thousands of people come. So this year it had become so popular that for it was the third year in a row, like local police would send Mm. a a little patrol. They would set up barricades and stuff to make sure people didn't gather in the street and, you know, block traffic and stuff. What what town was it again? Waukegan, Illinois. Waukegan, okay. And so uh, the owner of the the house, his name is Hank Graham, and it was called the Wicked Waukegan Haunted House. Mm. He said they sold tickets, and they even started pre-selling them, and they would count them. I guess they counted how many people went through and how many tickets were redeemed. And one day, kind of at the be- I guess they do it for a whole month. So at the beginning of the month, they noticed they were one ticket off. Like they had sold more tickets and yeah. one less person, okay. you know, came out or whatever. Uh-huh. So they didn't know what was going on, but who cares? You know, I I, I would think that would happen every night. Yeah, this is no a, way you get Yeah, it's just a family yeah. operating this. Yeah. Well... After a couple of weeks, a six-year-old, when they were walking out, said, told his parents he was very frightened of the, quote, old dead stinky man on the second level. So only a six-year-old could smell decomposing flesh. Interesting. And uh, Graham family, what the hell are you letting (laughs) six-year-olds into your scary haunted house? Well, I guess the Mr. Graham heard this and he thought, oh, wow, you know, that's what we want. You know, we're trying to scare people. Yeah. There, he said they had mummies, skeletons, and mannequins, and like the whole peeled grape cinnabowl and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. You know how uh, bakeries spray the beautiful, delicious, yeah. fresh baked uh, bread thing? Yeah. They were spraying decomposing fresh flesh spray into theirs. Good move, Graham family. Well, they also have like um, fog machines and stuff. Yeah. And you know those haunted houses... I would think they get pretty stinky with B.O. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, okay. people sweating, getting scared and screaming, all that kind of stuff. So I suppose. Anyway, the same night. Smell of fear, Carrie. Yeah, I know. The same night that the six-year-old smelled the stinky old man. Yeah. A 31-year-old woman said that, you know, she was like screaming in terror. She brought her little kids and they were screaming. Yeah, a lot you of know, kids at this place, I know. Yeah. They thought they were having fun. And I guess one of her kids accidentally bumped into a... Uh, what they thought was a prop dummy. And when uh, she said her daughter touched him and knocked him over and they're claiming that his arm ripped off his body. Oh, I don't think it's possible. Someone's after looking only for a, a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Mommy, the old, the, the dummy felt like grandpa. 
<laughs> and she said blood and other bodily fluids got no, on her daughter's jacket okay. and in her hair. What was she doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rubbing her head in the body. It. Okay, Janet, you're exaggerating for the lawsuit. We know that what's happening. She said here. they were terrified and it smelled so bad, but you know, she yes. thought it was just part of the thing. And then she claimed her children vomited. I oh, don't know. I, it's horrible. <laughs> to the depths of the, the the scariest thing about this is how awful people are with that. I would think, oh my god, that was uh, not awesome, but no. I would have absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. I'd say you probably should get the dead body. It's getting pretty rank, but yeah. thank you. That was truly terrifying. Yeah, I I'm not super. Um, I don't squeamish. No, I'm pretty squeamish, but I don't I don't think dead bodies are sacred or no. you know that kind of thing no Still. you just well, we have a couple in the backyard right now <laughs> we have we run a small body farm here it's more horrifying that somebody died in there and nobody knew so yeah anyway, that's terrible so according also to, by the way i mean is this how verified is this i'll tell you okay so according to police a 71 year old man whose identity wasn't released at the time of this article because mm-hmm. they had to notify his family mm-hmm. he leaned up against a corner of the building after he had climbed the stairs up to the second level and apparently passed away at the time of this article they didn't know if he'd had a heart attack or some kind of existing illness that could have caused it but the officer that was there to direct traffic said it was mayhem after the dead body was discovered she said people ran from the building screaming but not in a good fun way (laughs) (laughs) as you'd expect the the wife mrs graham yeah that's where i mean he had to go there alone. He'd yeah. have to have no one looking for him because they'd know, yeah. th- did grandpa go to that haunted house? Okay. I mean, yeah. it, this shouldn't have lasted an hour or two, let alone weeks. Where I don't know. He's, who knows? Maybe he didn't have family. I mean, that's I suppose, possible. I guess. People well, you just died. said his wife. No, no, no. The the wife of the man that found the Oh, okay. Home, got, got it. The Mrs. People, Graham. Mrs. Graham. Her okay. name is Lynn. Lynn but um, she said she thought her husband, Hank, put that new dummy there. Oh. And he said he thought she put that new dummy there. So... Whatever. So you also need that. <laughs> because yes. presumably they're going in and cleaning up every day. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. The local health department shut shut it down. Yeah. No charges were filed because it was just an unfortunate accident. And th- so they closed it, you know, for the rest of the season. So if it had been a couple of weeks since the first couple of days, mm-hmm. then that means they were closed for Halloween. Well, you know how some people is- put a rat in their Coke to try to sue Coca-Cola? Yeah. Maybe someone brought their, their dead, dead relative uncle. and put him there right then. And then an attempt. I'm I'm looking at Janet with the kids who who allegedly vomited and were really scared. I'm I would take yeah. a good look at her. Her name is Susan. Uh, I wasn't going to say her <laughs> real name. But. They say her last name okay. too. <laughs> also, she was 31 and she had two kids old enough to go to a haunted house. I don't know. Little judgy, Carrie. Know Little it. judgy. Well, and maybe they were two and three. Maybe they're 16 You and should 18. be judgy. <laughs> yeah, either way. Yeah. Not either way. Well, anyway, take that back. <laughs> this story quickly racked up. It was 2014, mm-hmm. age of social media, thousands of shares on Facebook. It, you know, became a big deal. Everybody got very carried away. Yeah. This true story about finally there's really a dead body in a in a haunted house. Nope. Ah, my instincts were so <laughs> spot on, weren't they? Yeah, that just didn't, it didn't. Again, like like all urban legends. They, there's just some things if you if you poke and prod, that's just yeah. not going to happen. They're yeah. not going to. There's not going to be something missing for that long. It well, that's and not other the part things. Of it. Yeah. That's a part of it for it's sure. That nobody notices for two weeks. Yeah, that's day. also true. But yeah. one little kid, only yeah. the six year old notices it stinks. <laughs> no, uh uh-uh. uh Yes, the sommelier came through and didn't notice a thing. So, yeah, oh, come on. Because I mean, it would be clear. He's it would, a real everybody person. would yeah. smell it. Everybody it would. Yeah, it, yeah that's, it's one thing. At nighttime, when it's dark, and there's strobe lights going and all that yes. kind of stuff. But during the day, like you said, the family's going in and out, cleaning things They're up, clean rearranging things, fixing things that have fallen over, all They'd that kind of stuff. They'd immediately know. Yeah. And they wouldn't just assume, did you put those drums? Yeah. That's what I mean. You, you, can, you can throw out about 10 things, yes. seven or eight of which is like, no. And then well, combined, there's yeah. just no chance it really happened. Yes. And it turns out this Empire News is this satirical website. Oh. But it's the same thing like with the... And this one isn't like over the top no, like the onion, not the onion is. onion, yeah. But they do have a disclaimer that says uh, we're okay. a satirical pod... T- or I think you have to. You do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it didn't look super prominent. Like you have to click Re- on yeah, it. Yeah, that's what so, I mean. You do yeah. have to, but some of them are not are trying... Like the onion, everybody knows. Yes. It's very open. It's also very funny. Yeah. But uh, some of these, there's a ton of them now. Yeah. And they, they do try to get away with it, whereas the fine print yeah. kind of were satirical. But see, to me... 
this this doesn't sound like satire, whereas the onion no. is over the top yes. and it's silly that, you know, there's a yes. an abortion mega clinic or whatever. This aside it's just <laughs> stupid. This sounds more like they're trying to yeah. trick people and yeah. get and go viral. This sounds a little sleazier, a lot sleazier. Yeah. Well, so anyway, it so happens since about nineteen ninety, a handful of people have actually died while attempting to scare people with oh. overly realistic Halloween. Wait, the scarer died or the scary died? Scarers are dying more than scary. I don't think you can actually uh, be scared to death. Uh, well, I know, but you could you could see the whole classic kind of the heart attack, making a heart attack, you know, yeah. something like that. I'm sh- that has to have happened probably over the years. Yeah. I mean, but millions the, of people have been through these things, and they can be very scary. Yeah, but these ones, like I said, if somebody trying to set up something to scare people, oh. usually they're trying to stage like a hanging and they just don't properly set up a fake noose where it's not possible for it to tighten around their neck. I would 1 billion percent absolutely not be the person who gets hung unless it's literally a body harness and I'm not being held up by my neck. One ounce of me is, is, is there's no weight whatsoever on that noose. Usually it's like, depending on where you're trying to set it up, your feet are on the floor, or there's like a, a thing, a, like a collar around it. Yeah, so that's it not just enough. Can't. I know. Uh-uh. It's the, uh-uh. the horrific thing is, all the cases that I read about, they're all teenagers. Uh, and I'm not going to go into them individually and in depth, right. but a couple of them were like haunted hayrides. So like the guys out there in the field uh, or for whatever. a long time. So people coming by, Oof. actually on the hayride, ride by these guys that had... In one case, was already dead, just hanging there. In another case, was like thrashing around. And so they think it's part of the act. And they think he's acting, even like the other people. Uh, oh, like, look at him. Look at what a good job he's doing. throwing cans of, of cores at him. I mean, they're just they're having a lot of fun, but little do Isn't they. Isn't that terrible? No. And then in another one, uh, this teenage boy was trying to prank his mom and sister. <gasps> and he At a haunted attraction or just at home? No, at home. Oh, no. And he died in the front yard. What was he doing? He Oh, hanging? A noose from a tree. Oh, my God. Yeah. Terrible idea. Yes. So as I'm reading about these, hmm. then I find out about what happened at a place called the New Pike Amusement Park in Long Beach, California. The Pike. I grew up in Long Beach, California, you as you know. Um, I think so. As a very small child, they closed it. Maybe I, you know, I may never have gone. They closed it. It was down by the by the pier, by the water mm-hmm. in Long Beach. And it was kind of a, you know, one of those cheesy waterfront. Um, yeah, it you wouldn't call it an amusement park. It was very, lots of different attractions, different shows and, you know, and carnival type things as well. Yeah. I don't even know. Don, I, again, I, if I, I went there, it would be as a very, very small child. You know what? I'll have to ask my mom because there's a picture and I'll post it. Mm-hmm. It looks super cheesy. But it looks like there's one of those big slides that's like yeah. wavy. It's probably made out of fiberglass you know what? or whatever. Yes. And you go on like a burlap sack I, or something. I, I did go on that. I remember, I do remember that now. going on one of those slides many times in my yeah. very young childhood. I just don't know where it was. That might have been the pike. It might have been I somewhere know. else, though. Maybe there, it but was. I do remember, like the banana splits, t- kind of a slide yeah, thing. Where you exactly. go that. Yeah, exactly. I may have gone the, yeah. on that at the pike, although honestly, it may have been somewhere else. But yeah, it do you was, remember one somewhere else? No, I know. Again, I'm, little, I'm gonna have to ask my mom. Yeah, she's yeah. old, but she's got great memory. She does. She is old, and she does have a great memory <laughs> as far as we know. Only slightly older than me. The only uh, uh, haunted how we I have how many haunted houses have you been to in Not, my life? Yeah. Not that. Not many either. Yeah. The only one we've gone to semi recently yeah, is in Ione. Is that Ione? Was it mm-hmm. Ione, California, the foothills of California, where they really do hold it at an actual, legit, former mental institution, an yeah. insane asylum, where it's a, well, it was for children, for children too, or yes. teens or something like that. And so it was. Uh, it's it's very well attended. You yeah. wait for a very long time, and of course that I, they they do a good job with that because they know people have been waiting for a long time. Yeah. and so they have people out there in costumes sneaking up on people and scaring the crap <laughs> yes. out of people. You hear suddenly five people behind you hear some a shrill scream yeah. because some guy with an axe through his head just uh, snuck up on someone. Yeah, that's good. That that was uh, was a pretty good one. Yeah, that is a good one. The Pike, know, I though, I don't think had the Pike had a more like a fun house thing. They yes. didn't, they didn't, have, didn't yep. have a haunted house, did it? Um. Well, n- not that I know. Well, it's called Laugh in the Dark. Laugh so it's like dark. a fun house that's okay. Must be dark inside. And trying sure. To be, trying to be scary. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. Okay. In fact, 
it was December of 1976, so we certainly would have been old enough to go there if it was yeah, still you're open right. in 1976. Hmm. The, do you remember the $6 million man? I, of course, remember the $6 million man. Steve Austin? Yeah. I mean, they could rebuild him. The former so astronaut? Kick-ass legs. Kick-ass, <laughs> I believe, one arm. He didn't have the hearing. The bionic woman, I believe, had the hearing. He had sight. He had sight. Okay. Yeah. But they were going to film a, you know, a part, a scene of the $6 million man that was supposed to take place, I think, at the... Well, it was supposed to take place in Laugh in the Dark, okay. even in the episode. I don't know oh, if really? said it was at the, at the Pike or whatever. It was probably very close to being closed. There was like a German spy involved <laughs> and... Um, he was supposed to be riding in one of the cars, so I guess they had a track. Yeah, that rode sure. around. Most, yeah, it was supposed to be a spooky ride. Okay, laugh in the dark, and then laugh. They need to think about the naming of that. It was laugh L A F F. Still, that's know. that. That's actually even worse. <laughs> well, there was a tunnel where there were ghouls, demons, and skeletons Oof. would pop up and scare you. How about scream in the dark? Do I have to think of everything, Pike? As go, sorry, go ahead. The car would jolt, you know, from side to side, mm-hmm. which I could totally picture. Sure. And so while they were prepping for this scene, a tech saw this mannequin hanging from a noose kind of back in the corner and thought, oh, hey, this would be super cool to have it actually in the scene. Was he still thrashing? No. Okay, good. But it was like painted neon red or oh. orange or whatever, so it would glow in the dark, oh. when all, you know, when it was dark inside and all that kind of stuff. So he went to get it and, you know, he kind of reached for the mannequin's arm and it just popped off, Ooh. broke off in his hand. And, and he thought, oh God, okay, now I'm going to have to fix this. He's tech. It's what he does. Yeah. So he was going to get, you know, some supplies. I don't know. Glue. glue staples. Staple, staples. I'm going to staple gun. <laughs> pop, pop, done. They'll never know. <laughs> so he can fix this arm. As long as it's on when we leave here. <laughs> So Plausible he, deniability. So he looked. He probably looked at it to see what the surface was like that you know he's gonna need to attach, and he mm. saw sticking out what was a very realistic looking human bone. Wow! Thinking these mannequin makers are going to. I mean, we can't even see these bones, but wow! And then in good. between the the like desiccated skin and the bone, what looked like muscle tissue and stuff. Any smell at all? No. no. Well, I, I shouldn't say that, but I don't think so. Probably not. And, of course, he was horrified. I'm sure he dropped it and freaked out. He may have screamed. He may have thrown up and sued Like him. a baby girl. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And, well, wouldn't you? I don't think like a baby girl, no. <laughs> I hope not. I'd, so I'd probably go, oh. Hmm, oh, dear. That was surprising. <laughs> I don't think so. It's not a mannequin after all. I screamed at a fake cockroach once so uh, that Todd <laughs> put next to me without telling me that. So yeah. yeah, I'd probably scream like a girl. There you go. This was an actual human man. So as you could imagine, production was halted in that instant. They called the police. Firefighters arrived. <laughs> really? Just in case we're not to give them CPR. You never know. <laughs> yes, the skin seems completely mummified, but let's not take chances. You're going to laugh. Paramedics. Also, Paramedics. Also okay. Showed up. Okay. Are they rubbing the things together and saying clear and put them on his chest? The report was a severe case of dehydration. Oh my God. <laughs> so they thought it was a, 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 a live person? Wait, what? They didn't his know. arm came off. These are like police and firefighters. They okay. don't know what they're looking at. So the paramedics arrived and just laughed. Yeah. Okay. About this dehydration. <laughs> they thought it was hilarious. We got someone here who needs a beer stat. <laughs> So the body was sent to the L.A. County Coroner's Office. You know which coroner it was. Thomas Noguchi. The infamous Thomas. There's several wrecked of his day of bullshit, look at me coroners. So everybody who looked at it thought, oh, yeah, this body looks ancient. And it, it pretty much looked mummified. And they thought, well, maybe it came from... Um, Central or South America, and it was a mummy from there because that had actually happened before. What they had a yeah South American mummy. Uh huh. Oh wait, not from the Pike, but just reported to the LAPD. Really? So in LA, somebody took a a mummy back because there's lots of mummified remains Mm -hmm. in like Peru, the former Inca is very very dry there. So someone took it back to California with them. Yeah, that's a that's a shitty tourist move, right there. More than once. That is, I mean, we're talking about the ugly American. Uh, That's (laughs) one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. So 
this body was America's tourists. Please yeah, don't take the he- remains of the people that you go to visit. Please. Yeah, that's disrespectful. That's all I'm asking. Even though I don't hold a lot of reverence for stuff like that, it doesn't bother no. me. I would never do something like that. It is. Talk about your cultural appropriation. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> Sorry. I respect other people's beliefs and customs and such. You're such a... You're but a, I have none of my own. <laughs> according to you, you're a really great person. <laughs> I am. That's yeah. what's that virtue signaling? Yeah, that is. For it, sure. It only weighed about 50 pounds. Well, yeah, it's got no water. How much do you weigh without water? Isn't water a lot of our weight? Like fluid, liquids, fluids, seventy percent like water. Let's go with like it. Or is that the Earth? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the Earth. Actually, hey, it should be the same. No, it shouldn't. But let's just—I mean, it makes sense. Not really, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a short man. He's only about why, five three. Why do you think the ratio of a planet <laughs> to a human body should be the same? Is unclear to me. Consistency. Unclear? Question mark. <laughs> but. But I like it. I like that you did that. Okay. This body, 5'3", mm-hmm. 50 pounds. Over the time period, nobody knows what yet, Yeah, it had sustained significant wear and tear, including wind damage. Wind. Wind. Well, maybe it was out. So maybe, how long maybe. did, well, I guess you'll cover it, but how long had it been at the Laugh Factory? And what's it called? Laugh? Laugh in the Dark. Laugh in the Dark. So yes. maybe out, it was elsewhere before? This is. It must have been. Okay. But it was there for about four years. I know a little bit about this. And yeah. what little I know about this case, this is a very old mummy. Yes. Okay. So it had been at Laugh in the Dark for about four years. Okay. But so this damage um, had caused the loss of several fingers, <gasps> toes, most of both ears, but it did still have some wisps of hair. <laughs> How about the boys? How about the uh, I'm other assuming external it was dressed. Damage? So I don't know. They're a little bit more respectful than you are in the well, articles I'm just concerned. about the autopsy. I'm concerned. And he was he was on an, in a noose, and so I guess to accommodate the noose and probably so that it didn't do more damage by hanging, a hole had been drilled through the back of the neck, um, from which there was a yellow goo that Ew, seeped out, uh, like spinal fluid. I don't know. Was it the worst spinal? Death? Was it? Just a botched spinal tap, and they say, "You know what? Now that we've done it, so they died. What did he die from the botched spinal tap? I'm just curious. No, and I'll tell you because they do figure out how he's died. So they do have to do an autopsy, Mm -hmm. but initially, like they got to figure out this guy died a long time ago. It's clear he's kind of ancient, and so they're you know looking around the body like they do. Okay, Carrie's doing some hand motions (laughs) that are disturbing, but they look inside his mouth, Mm -hmm. and in his mouth. They find a penny dated from 1924 and some tickets, like ticket stubs. Isn't that interesting? How many novels have the murder victim had something, something in an important clue in their mouth? And, and this actually happened in real yeah. life. I'm, thank God it wasn't in a different orifice. <laughs> no, in his mouth. Ticket stubs to the Museum of Crime. Oh, how long ago was the Museum of Crime? Is that going to be a time stamp? It's like the broken watch, 910. He died at 910. Yeah, I don't I don't know what years the Museum of Crime operated, but it was in Los Angeles. Okay. And so, th- but this is giving them clues. Yeah. And places where it they had can, to exist. Where they can go to look. And so. The 1924 doesn't tell you all that much. No. It just tells you that he, um, well, I guess it tells you he's alive past 1924. Unless someone put a penny in his mouth after he was dead. So it's not it's not really that helpful at all. Yeah, no, I would say he had to be dead before 1924 because there was a penny in his mouth. Well, unless he, <laughs> he always walked around with a penny in his mouth. mouth. He, he had a weird quirk. He'd walk around <laughs> with a penny in his mouth, and if he had a ticket for something, he'd keep it in his mouth. He did not have pockets. He didn't believe in pockets. He didn't think they were safe enough. Sure. They did an autopsy. He was a chipmunk. And inside of his chest, they found the copper jacket of the bullet that killed him. Oh, that's much worse than a botched spinal tap. Actually, that's much better than a botched spinal yes, tap. But the copperness. The copperness, <laughs> the copperosity. I'm guessing of the bullet jacket mm-hmm. told them roughly, you know, when he would when he probably died because that kind of bullet had not been manufactured for a very long time. Isn't that great? There's bullet historians out I there. I know, There's yeah. everything. It tells you, oh, well, well, they stopped making that, you know, whatever, garment, whatever, yep. in 1927, yeah. And also, the embalming technique. <gasps> did he have, and his used. type of underwear, too. They Remember that one, that one case where they, uh, there was, a, did we do it here in the world, where they, the, the, the victim had 
it was no, I'm sorry, it was a book I read. And he had the um <laughs> the undies, the the, the Agatha Christie. The um no the the tidy whities that have the V shaped oh. fly, whatever, and the yeah the V fly or something, whatever it's called. Right. And that wasn't invented until like I want to say nineteen forty seven. So they right. knew he had to be yeah. um after that. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, not this he had No. Okay. They didn't talk about his underwear. But he was embalmed using a technique that used arsenic. Ooh. And they don't do that anymore, mm. probably for a very long time. So that Can led, fingerprint him? led the coroner, no, led the coroner <laughs> to think that his body was from the early 20th century. Okay. So they talked to the owners of the Pike did initially. Did um, go in front of TV cameras and say he was assassinated? By, Isn't that funny? I, I don't know, but I mean, this is 1976, so I'm sure there are news articles and probably news oh, yeah. stories from... I don't remember. Yeah, there's nothing he liked more than uh, a yeah. camera thread red light on at the top. He was <laughs> well, awful. I wasn't watching the news at the time, so I don't know. Me neither, but, but later. Yeah, you probably were watching the news. What are you talking mm. about? So they talked to the owners of the Pike to say, hey, where'd you guys get that body? Were these the Grams? No. Okay. And since the Grams were fictional, as you recall. Oh, that's right. So they told them, and then they just started working backwards, talking to... The Museum of Crime okay. people and various sideshows and stuff. Too. I remember him. Yep. <laughs> no, no. Tracking down this guy's body. Really? And Oh, wait. So he was, you mean he was like displayed at the Museum of Crime? Yes. Oh. Yes. So, so oh, yeah, him, that mummy, that red mummy. Was he Was he painted it or did Laugh um, Place the, do they that? They did I, that at the Pike. The Pike, okay. Yeah. He uh, had been uh, encased in wax, though. Did they know his name? Else. You're going to tell us, aren't you? Yes. Eventually, they're going to find his name. But the Museum of Crime folks didn't know his name yet. They no. said, nope, it's a body we got. Yep. We think he was shot. Must be a crime. Put him up. So they went back several places and determined that he was likely the Wild West robber Elmer McCurdy. Elmer McCurdy. The famous Wild West robber of what year? Well... Let me tell okay, you. All right. We're not there I'm yet. Getting ahead, sorry. They had photos of him now. Mm-hmm. And then You mean the mummified body? Yes. Now. Okay. And then they got images from the University of Oklahoma archive of Elmer McCurdy back oh. in the day. Oh. And it looked very likely that that's who it was. Huh. So this archive so he was that famous at least locally in oklahoma he was famous enough to be have pictures a, and stuff yep. in his archive okay yeah well think about it if they if he was an outlaw there's probably a mugshot or two i suppose so, but kept and stored I, uh, huh okay universities and libraries are good for that kind of thing right they do keep records good point people actually came forward and asked the la coroner if they could buy elmer mccurdy's corpse again and Noguchi said absolutely before he was fired. The spokesperson was not, um, they didn't think it was funny, oh. and said, you can't just paint it red and use it for laughs. <laughs> mm, that sounds like an angry <laughs> spokesperson for the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office. So how do you think Elmer ended up at Laugh in the Dark in the first place? <sighs> Laugh in the Dark? Crime Museum sold him. I know, but how did he get? How did he get to the point where he was, his body was being sold? You mean before Crime Museum, even then? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say he was. I'm, gonna, I'm. Well, no, he said that a bullet. That was a rhetorical question. Uh, okay, I thought you wanted me to guess because <laughs> no. as I say, hung. You know, because I'm thinking back in the olden, olden days where you could only dissect the bodies of, of executed criminals. Yeah. But, but that was never true in the United States. So at least I don't think so. So I don't know. But they weren't dissecting him. They weren't no, using him for educational purposes. But I was thinking of something like that. Like yeah. if you hung somebody, it's like we don't care what happens to the body. Yeah. You want to buy it? Sure, it's yours. Well, he was born in 1880 near Bangor, Maine. To the fairly well-to-do McCurdy family. 1880. 1880. Okay. So we have different definitions of the old Wild West, because this is going to be the 1900s, and there wasn't much of an old Wild West anymore by then. Sorry for being historically accurate. Yeah. Apologize. Not historically accurate. His mother's name was Sadie, and she was an unwed teenager. Oh. Nobody knows who his father was. There are she didn't know who his father was. There are suspicions it might have been a cousin, which Ooh. might be the reason why... She wouldn't tell people. Although back then, that wasn't quite the scandal it yeah, is now. But obviously, it wasn't a good uh, story for Sadie. Okay. Whatever happened, so who who knows what happened that resulted in her pregnancy? But it, it would have been too difficult for her to 
try to raise a kid on her own as an Edwin teenager. So he was given to her brother George and his wife Helen to raise as their child. Okay. okay. Turns out George was a drinker. Mm, Weren't they all? He could not catch a break. And when Elmer was 10, George died. Okay. And so I think they had moved away from Banger. Banger. I don't know where they went. You know what the porn name of Banger Man is? Banger. It's Banger Man. <laughs> Banger. I hardly know her. Carrie <laughs> <laughs> just told a ribald joke. That's a first. I love it. A first? A second at the most. Anyway, so Helen takes him back to Banger. And where she and Sadie actually together tried to raise Elmer. And then very shortly after this arrangement gets going, Sadie tells him she's his real mother. So he's 10 years old. His father just died. He finds out his aunt is his mother and his mother is his aunt. And why would they? That's weird. Why would that first story? Wait, is she lying? Who? Sadie. No. Oh. She tells him she is really his mother, not his aunt. Okay. So he just finds out after George died. Yes. So what happened to his erstwhile mom, who's who's She's actually there. his aunt? Okay. She's still there. Why do they need to tell him then? She didn't. Oh. She just... He, how did he find was, out? He, she told him. Okay. I just said, why does she need to tell him? He says she didn't. She didn't need to tell oh, him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. She just decided to. Well, that was not smart. Was she drunk? Maybe. Yeah. I assume she was. Seemed to be a thing back then. Back then. <laughs> So he's not doing well. Yeah. Some story, some accounts say he starts drinking himself at this age. Some secrets are good. I, I, yeah. It's a secret you should keep. It's not necessarily a good secret, but. Mm. I don't think you should even tell adopted kids they're adopted. Kids should be told they're adopted. I don't think so. Even though they're a completely different race, I think you should just go. <laughs> just, it's like, just like they believe in Santa Claus, they should. Well, so as soon as he could skip town, he did. Okay. I don't know at what age he did, but he ends up in the army. He joins the army, and he's there for four years. And while he's in the army, he gets training in um, like bombs and explosives and stuff. So he kind of has an understanding of like nitroglycerin, which is the explosive element in dynamite, and. We'll find out how, in fact, uh, a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. Mm. He ends up getting honorably discharged, and then he's struggling in his life. Mm. He, he, his grandfather... His one skill is blowing things up. <laughs> yeah, That's... His, and not real well. His grandfather was a plumber, so he had learned a little bit of, of plumbing and, and was actually probably a pretty good plumber, but... He was a drinker, like I God said. damn it. So he'd, you know, go to a town, get a job as a plumber, do pretty well, make friends, do okay until something happened. He was drinking a little bit too much. Yep. He'd get fired, and then he'd be, you know, on his own again. How did he not leave his hand in an incinerator over the, the years at least once or twice? Well, because they I'll didn't exist. Know. Oh. So... He found it hard to actually earn an honest living. So at some point, he joins up with, I think, like one former um, military friend and, you know, some other guys. And they d- decide they're going to become crooks. Oh, and all right. So at one point... At least point, it's a conscious, you don't just kind of bleed into it. You, kinda, you know what? We've tried a lot of honest no. things. We're not good at them. Yeah. Let's I, I keep crooks. getting fired as a plumber. Let's rob some banks. Maybe it's your skill. You stumble into it. Uh-huh. We all have to def- discover our passion, Carrie. Yep. So they think, you know, we're going to rob banks and rob trains across this great That was nation. still going on in the early 1900s. This must be the early 1900s by now. So yeah. that's still going on. I think, I mean, there was just it was just petering out. It's just getting too hard to get away with it. Yeah. And he was having a hard time just doing it. Okay. So I mean, don't, not, it's not like I don't mean that. I mean like the great what we think of as the classic Wild West days were becoming much yeah. much more civilized by then. Yeah. Well, at one point, he and his friend are walking down the street, and apparently they had been drinking a bit, mm. which I think he was always drinking a bit. Mm. But they were they were arrested for public intoxication, and they were carrying around a big bag. And so the cop said, what's in your bag? And so they open it up and there's all kinds of burglary implements, Hmm. 
like a chisel and um, nitroglycerin <laughs> and a funnel for the nitroglycerin. And We're handymen, and you never know what you're going to need. Uh-huh. So they said, no, we're, these aren't robbery, robbery what? tools. What I are you talking about? I am a fended officer. I'm an inventor. Oh. And we're working on... The chisel, the gun, and the uh, dynamite. No, they're working on a foot-operated machine gun because they were in the military, and you know they know all about explosive and explosives and machine guns. Okay, that they might be thieves, but that is a phenomenal spur of the moment excuse for what they have in their bag. That's yes, I'm impressed. You need a chisel and whatever uh, the other things were. You don't know that they don't. Silly. I like it. Well, I would have said, you know what? I know you're lying, but that's very clever. On your way. No, they were still arrested. Oh, damn it. And they were charged with what? Because they hadn't actually robbed having, anything. Um, but yeah. Chisels? I don't I'm, know. I'm sure just, just having, being in possession of burglary implements is a crime. Sure. I guess their story was so good that they ended up getting acquitted. So. See? Every, the whole jury knew they were lying, <laughs> but it's like, you guys are good. A for effort. Yeah. Move on. I think it was more a case of uh, the people needing to testify oh. against them weren't available anymore because they were like the military, oh. you know, guys and stuff like that. And they they had some weapons expert come t- t- to testify for the state, and they probably should have talked to the guy to find out exactly what he was an expert in before they put him <laughs> on the stand, because they got him on the stand and started asking him questions about machine guns. Like, could this, could these things really be used for a machine gun? He's going, I'm just a chisel expert. And I thought I was clear. No, he was like a like a pistol expert. Okay. He goes, I oh. never said I was a machine gun. I don't know anything <laughs> no. about machine guns. I know one shot at a time. That's my limit. Sorry. I'm. Can I leave now? So anyway... It sounds like it was a, a bungled prosecution. Mm. So at one point during um, a train heist, he grossly overestimated how much nitroglycerin oh. he should use to he blow got, up the safe. Yeah, he's not good at this. And they thought this safe w- would have $4,000. Mm, yeah, and shredded paper. Yeah, he blew off the safe door and everything in it destroyed Jeez. it. And the silver, like coins and stuff <sighs> that was in there had gotten so hot it just melted. Oh. So they they had like chunks of chunks silver of, of, of melted sil- silver. So they had they got away with about four hundred and fifty dollars worth of melted, melted silver. silver. Okay. Mm-hmm. That which, actually might be which is not nothing, no. but yeah. Huh. Just take it to the assayer's office. Where'd you get this? I just what? What? <laughs> we had a chisel. Shut we up. Stop it. asking questions. <laughs> Another time in the in a in a uh, bank robbery attempt, he was having a heart. He couldn't ignite the fuse. It wasn't working. Yeah. He's terrible at his job. So... If one job, Elmer, well, you know, lighting and yep. blowing stuff up, but not overblowing stuff yep. up. And so they ended up, they were able to get $150 in coins that were left outside of the <laughs> vault in a tray. And then at one point, he was hiding in a farmer's hay shed and then he came out because they found out there was a train that was going to be carrying $400,000. By this time, is he pretending to be a safe cracker? And he's going, one, two, four. No, damn it. <laughs> one, two, three. No, damn it. One, two, five. No, hold on. It'll Although, take a while. But And that $400,000 is worth how much? Um, you know, I'm pretty good at this. So I'm going to say $12. It's called deflation. <laughs> Did I trick you? I'll trick you there. Okay, $12 billion. No, you'd think it'd be a whole lot more, $130,000-ish. 130000 dollars This is Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, this was 1910-ish. 10-ish, okay. Okay. So, and, but you know where this money was intended to go to? Oh, some kind of charity, This poor kids. That's uh, a lot of money. Um, oh, the, what, what year is this, 1910-ish? Uh-huh. Okay, not the war for 1910. It was and going, I believe we're in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. <gasps> Native Americans. Yep. It's for the Osage son. Nation. Oh my God, who are being brutalized by their uh, white people stealing their money from oil. Mm-hmm. Those bastards. So it turns out Elmer picked the wrong train. This train, when they got on it, I'm assuming with bandanas over their noses and mouths. For, uh, for sure. No safe with $400,000. Some stories said it was a decoy train, but would you really have civilians on a decoy train that you know robbers are going to try to rob? I, back no. in that day, I think you would. Oh, well, then maybe it was. Well, they ended up. You just up, don't tell them. Well, they ended up with 
or, you know, having to go down the aisles, pointing guns at people saying, give yeah. me all your loot. And oh. they, so plan B. Yes. They ended up with $46. Not bad. Not bad. Two big jugs of whiskey. Okay. And then a handful of personal items like a probably jewelry and, <laughs> and a watch. Combs. You know? Yep. Band-aids. Yeah. Tweezers. So, so they didn't do real well. Swiss army knife. Before so there was now they had to go hide out because mm-hmm. a whole lot of people saw them, and they. Well, had, but they had bandanas on. Well, did he have very identifiable ears? Assuming I, okay. I'm sure they had. I what mean, they think? knew there were going to be people on. The I would train, think they'd wear so something. I'm sure, I mean, they probably didn't have balaclavas or you know nylons. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But <laughs> the entire time they got on the train with pantyhose over their silk face. Stockings exist. Silk stockings. They got on the train with silk stockings <laughs> over their face, sit there for an hour of silk stockings over their face until they decide to rob people. No. Well, they put the authorities put a two thousand dollar bounty on his head. Oof, that's a billion dollars. Which is more money than he had ever stolen that seems, in his life. Yeah. So uh he ends up hiding in a, um, in, I think it was a friend of his, let him stay in his hay shed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can't come in the house because you're well, kind of a drunk and a thief, yeah. but you can stay in my hay shed. You're also wanted. I have plausible deniability. I can say, <laughs> I didn't know he's in my hay shed, that guy? shed but. Never you, seen yeah, him. Yeah. So anyway, on October 11th, 1911, he's got his stolen whiskey and he's slugging it down, I'm sure, because that's what he does. And the police, with bloodhounds and stuff, tracked him to the hay shed, and they found him. There were three sheriffs, the pack of bloodhounds. So he looks out the window or whatever. He creaks open the door of the hay shed, and he sees the sheriffs there, guns appointed. And he has guns, too. He starts shooting. He has a shootout with the sheriffs. For a whole hour. Wow. Could you imagine? I mean, most times you hear about those gunfights, you know, you know, standoffs. Okay, Corral was like 19 seconds. I know, but even current day, you know, between, you know, whatever, police and bad guys, it's, or not so bad guys, it's seconds. It's very short amount of time. And and they still managed to shoot off 200 rounds or whatever. Wow. I mean, well, they're they're doing, yeah. Yeah. Probably. Pistols, right? Or, or six shooters, whatever. Yeah. I'm assuming. Maybe rifles. Yeah. I don't know. But he's got a lot of ammo in there. He does. If he's keeping yeah. this up for an hour. You'd have to just uh, every once in a while shoot. Yeah. Wait a while. Yeah. Shoot. Or sometimes you, you, in between the shots, you go bang real loud and hope they <laughs> duck for cover. Well, anyway, when all was said and done, Elmer was dead. <sighs> so, you know, they take his body to the whatever funeral director and the funeral director preserves his body with a particularly effective arsenic-based fluid. It's homemade. This is my own special (laughs) brew. I think you will see how it works. Which obviously is now not legal. And he was kept in the Pawhuska, Oklahoma morgue, P-A-W-H-U-S-K-A. Pawhuska, sure. We all know that. They were wait, and they just propped him up in the parlor, (laughs) waiting for... A relative to come claim oh. him, and it was kind of famous. You know, it became a famous yeah. Nineteen eleven, these train shootouts with train robbers would yeah. become anything of the past. Yeah, so it was famous. It was in the news. It had been publicized. Hmm. Alma McCurdy. So they figured dead body. Someone's going to come get him. Yep. No one comes. You know, they didn't have to put him in the waiting room though. They could have put him in a little bit more discreet place. Well, you know, back in those days, people liked to visit crime scenes and dead bodies and all that kind of stuff. So he got a back lot of visitors, okay. a lot of people. Yeah. They the still do. In the early 20th century. I'm no, saying. They don't. Oh, yeah, they do. People do that all the time. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. Yeah, kidding. we're all ghouls. <laughs> well, yes, we are, but I think less. It was a little bit more every day. Like, you know, ladies would come in with their gloves and their children. That wouldn't happen now. They wouldn't have gloves, but they'd still have their children. No. Carrie, no, look at the haunted that. house that the Grams had. <laughs> Kids everywhere <laughs> story. that didn't happen. Anyway, yeah, because you you know that it's fake. Anyway, at some point, the funeral director puts Elmer on roller skates so he can <laughs> now, run him around. Now he's just messing and with And he would like kind of chase his kids to scare him. Did he write Xanadu and pretend to be a living Newton John? Well, at some point, a friend did, not not a family member, but a friend did come and try to claim him but the funeral director wouldn't release him because he wanted to be paid oh 
I just. spent all this money on arsenic. Okay, <laughs> dude, you're experimenting back. with your home special brew. <laughs> Don't pretend you need to get paid for it. So the guy left. Couldn't take Elmer with him. <sighs> so years go by. He's still in the parlor. He's still in the parlor. Oh, my God. His skin starts to turn to it like a darker color. And so he's not So he's not decomposing because he's not smelling. Presumably, even this guy would yeah. have got him out of the parlor if he yes. was smelling. Yeah. Like the texture of saddle leather was uh, what his skin was becoming. But he, he still looked like a, a man. He, I mean, he washed him with saddle soap. So <laughs> And he washed his, his hair with hair and mane shampoo. Well, Fact. So like traveling... Tail and mane, sorry. Tail and mane shampoo. Yes. Fact. Mane and Stolen tail, from mane, mane, mane I don't know. Well, carnival people would come and offer the funeral director money for the body because, you know, mummies were a popular attraction at sideshows and stuff like that. But the man Mummies thought, were a popular attraction at sideshows? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. I know mummies were popular from like Egyptian mummies. Yeah. Is that what... What, what Maybe, other kind of mummy was... I, I don't know. Really? Just said I didn't were know that. Sideshows. You said you know mummies were. No, I did not know that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, I knew like like King Tut. I knew that was very, very, very popular. But that was a special thing. That was rare. So you're saying commonly side shows would have human mummies? I don't know. This isn't a big thing in the story. It but, is to me, but probably given what happens. Hmm. Gotta but look that the, up. the funeral director said, "Nope, I'm gonna." I'm going to give it a little bit more time, wait for wow. his family okay. to find him. What year is this? Uh, he was killed in 1911. Yeah, so what year are we at now? You mean, has it been years now since? I thought he, Four it, years. Four years, okay. So four years after his death, there was a new, newspaper article that said, many people have come from a distance to see this curiosity. Apparently it was free to come look at him and maybe mm. even give him a poke. You could touch him. Oh, for a quarter. No, uh, he sold they, soft he drinks charge, and hot dogs. But there was an enterprising merchant nearby go. that sold postcards uh, of Elmer's corpse with the caption, the only dead one in Pahuska. Okay. okay. <laughs> were people putting their arm around it and a finger and a big <laughs> smile pointing the finger at him? Hey, it's my best mummy friend. So then in 1916, so he's there for, for five years, two men from California come a knocking on the funeral director's door mm. and they tell him that They've come to collect their brother. Oh, Elmer, they're so lying. That it was the last wish of their parents that yeah, they be reunited yeah, 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 with yeah. Elmer. And so they say they're going to take him home and bury him with his parents. At a different time, these people would have founded an Uber. These so are, these are a couple of scammers. Yes. I'm sure the undertaker said, okay, that'll be mm -hmm. blank, blank dollars. I don't know how much. Blank, blank, but, I believe. Which blank, blank, by the way, is worth a lot of money these days. <laughs> he helped them pack up a coffin and get it ready because they were going to ship him out to San Francisco, which you'd think the undertaker would think that was weird because he knew he was from I don't think the undertaker cares at this point. I, <laughs> I don't think he does either. We just get paid. So, yeah, he's finally, I think, glad to be rid of Elmer's body. So soon word gets back to... Oklahoma, that Elmer's body is touring the nation. He ended up at a carnival in West Texas where people would pay a few cents to see the mummy. So the brothers, obviously, were not his brothers. Mm. Things are not, you know, kind of muddy, well, the, the trail he takes to get to Long Beach. Because it had rained recently. In uh, March 1921, there was a story in a newspaper that he was in the Algie Barnes Circus. And it said he lived a hard life and died a hard death. Now he is tougher than ever. <laughs> That's clever. <laughs> Literally. So 10 Was years he still, was Elman McCurdy still known by anybody as an outlaw? Or was that, he was kind of... Probably not, I, I especially on the West yeah. Coast. I he was probably think. just very locally yeah. and very, very short time semi-famous. Yeah. So, so around 10 years after that, but that was a Pomona... Um, Newspaper. Okay. So he had made it to California. So that's ten in the Los Angeles area yes, for those is. of you. So ten years after that, so we're in the early thirties now. The Los Angeles Times included Elmer, the attraction of Elmer McCurdy, as a fun thing to see and do in the downtown area. <laughs> Damn. So now <laughs> he's found his way to somewhere in downtown LA. Do they know where? This might be the Museum of the crime. crime. I'm not sure. Okay. But yeah. um, you could pay 10 cents to visit him in a very ornate coffin. Oh. 
A man named Dan Sony, Sonny Sony, he was the son of a traveling entertainer, whatever that is. Mm. But his father had purchased Elmer around that same time from another carny. And he said that his father is the one that covered Elmer's body in wax and put him in a coffin and then added him to like a display of villains. Oh. But they were all wax dummies. Oh, really? He was, yeah. But he was, huh. So Did they, they tell people? This one's real? I don't or think so. Or just advertise them all as wax dummies? Probably. Huh. Um, by World War II, freak shows kind of had fallen out of favor. Mm. And, you know, they were scrapping this whole little thing. Except in Florida. So they put him um, into storage in an L.A. warehouse. So then it seems... You know what freak shows called in Florida? Mm-mm. A neighborhood. Mm-hmm, just kidding, Florida. Um, Elmer sat in this warehouse for probably around 20 years and then they cracked him out for a cameo in a 1967 movie called She Freak. She Freak? Yep. Can't say I've heard of that even on Rift Tracks. It's an exploitation, you know, really bad movie. It was sounds good. I'm going to look for it. It was produced by Sonny's Film Company, 1967. I'm going to look for that on Amazon. And his face... Is basically, it's pretty gaunt, kind of bad looking, but it's briefly shown in like a psychedelic montage of faces. But he's in the credits. Okay. Really? Uh It says his name. Does it say Elmer McCurdy parentheses dead or just Elmer McCurdy? I don't know. As as gaunt freak, (laughs) Elmer McCurdy. Sonny, this is the son of the guy that did that. That's why they call him Sonny. He remembers the next year that Elmer was sold to a man named Spoonie Singh. Wait, was Sonny's name Sonny Sonny? No, I okay. forget. Dan or Don, something like that. I thought you, but, but his son was named, you said Sonny. That was the son of the man. Dan Sonny is the son of oh. the traveling entertainer. It doesn't say what the I feel like Dan name should name his son Sonny. Maybe it was Dan Jr. S- sorry. Go ahead. Anyhow, Spoonie Singh was mm-hmm. the founder of the famous Hollywood Wax Museum. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. We've probably been there. I think so. And... It's not clear if these new owners knew that know. this is a real person so, covered in wax. Because they're buying it from a, a cheap, cheapy mm-hmm. wax museum or a display of wax figures, allegedly. Yes. So they, yeah, they yeah. don't know. Interesting. So they don't know. But he was covered in several layers of wax by this time. And so uh, after he spent some time at the Hollywood Wax Museum, which is probably the top notch of oh, yeah. wax museums sure. in Los Angeles. He gets Apex Music uh-huh. Wax Museum. And so it's only down from there. He gets mm-hmm. sent to a cheaper wax museum, which went under in the 1970s. Yeah. What what was the what would the Hollywood Wax Museum display him as? An outlaw still? Just an outlaw? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know. Because because you know typically it's famous people, isn't it? The yeah. Ho- I'm thinking it's mostly Hollywood yeah. wax, wax Museum is mostly movie stars things yeah. like that, right? Okay. Yeah. Huh. Probably if they would have. You know, if they would have been telling the story along the line, I don't know yeah. if they were. This or is not. the 60s? Probably because if he ended up in the um, Museum of Crime. Yes, like, wh- they knew he was an outlaw. Yeah. I guess. Did they, I mean, but I'm curious if uh, by the one before the Hollywood Wax Museum, they were not calling him Elmer McCurdy, famous Oklahoma outlaw. They were just saying outlaw Probably. generically. Yeah. So the Hollywood Wax Museum was just displaying him. I'm assuming then it's just a Wild West outlaw. Yeah. I don't know okay. for sure, but yeah. And at some point, like, he was displayed near other famous wax renditions mm. of, I don't know if it's like Billy the Kid okay. or, you know, people like that. So in life, he probably would have loved it because that's mm. what he wanted to sure, be. Sure, sure. So when when this cheaper wax museum went under in the 1970s, they had a lot of unpaid rent. So they had to sell off their collection. And that's how he ended up at the Pike mm. in Long Beach. So, ooh, I think I said he had clothes on. He did not have clothes on. Ended up at the coroner's office. No, he Uh, was naked. Oh, but he was covered in that red. Blurred out his his naughty bits. Yeah, he was covered in that red fluorescent paint that glowed in the dark, and he probably still had wax on him. But wait, was he naked in the laugh? I don't know. They could. They must have clothed. I can't imagine they have that naked hanging. Yeah, no, he was naked. He was naked inside there. Yeah. What was he? Was uh, I think it? But I think it it was probably unrecognizable because he was fairly mummified at that time. Yeah, and. Covered in wax and then painted fluorescent red. Yeah, we still think they put clothes on just to make him scary. I know. Yeah. Well, and they hung him from a rope inside okay. the Laugh in the Dark Funhouse. 
So imagine how many people probably yeah. bumped up against him or brushed up against him. Well, I'm assuming he was far enough away where people weren't touching him, right? I don't do you know. Think? Was it? I don't know what kind of ride that was. Was it a thing where you? Did you tell me that already? Yeah, they you they rode went around on a tracking car. On a track, that yeah, would okay. Go side yeah. to side, like so. So yeah, you probably weren't. You, they they Who usually knows? leave those things yeah. far enough away where you can't touch them because you could dumb shit will break them, yeah. yeah, or grab it, pull yeah. it down, yeah. Well, so anyway, the Los Angeles coroner's office held on to Elmer until April 1977, when they figured, okay, no, there's no living relatives that are going to come. <laughs> Think <laughs> claim his body. There weren't in 1911, so. Yeah, so they agreed to release his body to the Oklahoma Chief Medical Examiner. From there, they took him to Guthrie, Oklahoma, where the city council voted to donate the money to purchase a final resting place for mm. him. They they wanted to give him a Christian burial. It's very nice of them. Hundreds he was of actually pe- oddly Jewish. <laughs> Hundreds of people came to watch this. Elmer was taken in a horse-drawn carriage or a horse-drawn hearse. Mm. Scary in itself, I think. Horse-drawn hearses? Yeah. They look pretty scary. Not sure what. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, and he was taking to Carrie boot, has some weird phobias. Boot Hill. Scary does not denote phobia. She's, you look pretty scared right now, Carrie. <laughs> you, look, you look like you're about to panic. He's taken in a horse-drawn hearse to Boot Hill Cemetery. Are all the outlaw cemeteries called Boot Hill? No. Just two. That one and in Tombstone, Arizona. I have no idea. <laughs> and the one at... It's always like fictional places too. Like well, the one in, I think... Not well, I don't know. Farm and yeah. stuff like that. Anyway... This is the home of other outlaws like Bill Doolin. Bill you know? Doolin, famous outlaw. Oh, I never heard of him. I've heard of him. I don't know my outlaw people. The minister gave a short little graveside service, said, dust to dust and ashes to ashes, and lay you down to rest with those whose company you sought in life. Hmm. And then they made him into a saddle, and today children enjoyed the horse rides. They buried him, Oh, but because of his little nationwide trek, they covered him with six feet of concrete. Ooh, they worried about grave robbers, So huh? that nobody could come dig him up and uh, put him on display again. By that point, that would be a pretty brazen display if you displayed this person that it was for sure you had to have stolen. Yeah. So yeah. they probably didn't need to, but, you know, good for them. And as an epilogue... <gasps> I'm going to tie us back into a previous episode. What? Not super far back. In 2017, a designer named Mark Taylor was interviewed for the Netflix show, The Toys That Made Us. Have mm. you heard of that show? Heard no. of it? I've never watched it. Oh, you know what? I have heard of that show. I don't think it's, I, it was originally on some, on some cable, not Netflix. Oh. Like, you know, I don't know, I Discovery don't or something they like they that. called it a Netflix show. Or History or something. Well... Yeah, but Netflix just buys a lot of this just from that's already been aired for a while. Yeah, that's true. So apparently Mark Taylor was a toy designer. And guess what toys he worked on? The prototype before. He-Man, master of the universe. He was a, a proponent of Satan making satanic toys. Mark, Mark Taylor. Taylor worked on the early prototypes for He-Man, which was one of the most successful Man. toy lines of all time. Sure was. And he said... When he was nine years old, his dad took him to the Pike Fun House. And he called it a real seedy house of fear, and he didn't feel good about it. Uh, the, the Pike was a very seedy place by the end of his, oh, of I'm his sure life. It, it became pretty yeah. shitty. He said that he, as you know, they stepped into the dark. He, yeah. he said stepped in, so who knows if they, I don't know if they had cars or not after all, but they talked about it in the $6 million man Uh, thing. But he said he began to smell something very, very bad. And to him, it smelled like somebody was dead. How he would know that as a nine-year-old, I don't know. Yeah, Mark maybe. This is Mark. Yes. Mark may be making things up. But when he saw the body, he said he knew it was a real person. Okay, Mark. And not a dummy. He said he absolutely knew. Mark, listen, you made He-Man Masters of the Universe. Be proud of that. You may have also, as far as I know, invented Stretch Armstrong. And I'm going to say the anatomically correct G.I. Joe. So a good track record. He said the image burned into his mind of the skeletal man. (gasps) Skeletal. At the Pike Funhouse. Stayed with him into adulthood where he sketched a villain. Ah, Who became... 
Skeletor. That part, I believe, the part about the only person in the human race who could smell the dead body, <laughs> I don't. He said it was one of the scariest things he'd ever seen. It probably was pretty terrifying. And it was the inspiration for Skeletor. Skeletor. That's the, what was the name of that episode? Satan's Toy Box. Satan's Toy Box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is a fascinating story. So that is Elma McCurdy's journey through not just life, Gary, but death. death. Well told. I'm applauding. I'm gonna applaud you right now. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Gary. Thanks, Dean. Thank you for telling us that story. That's um, somewhat spooky story. I like the. I I wish that the Graham's haunted house house thing was real. Was true. That'd be has. So wait, and, and going back to that, has has there ever been someone? Died. I mean, someone must have died from being scared, right, in a haunted haunted house. But no one has ever, like, even for a little while, been you yeah, know, not on the floor or something like that. Yeah, even for a, you know, because like I said, I could see that happening for an hour or two or three, but not days yeah. and days and days. Yeah, I don't know. And you think it'd be? I mean, this is like a movie trope, but it would be a perfect place for a murder. People it are would screaming. Be a great place for murder. Yeah, so it would. Yeah, yeah, get away with it. Are you thinking what no. I think? Oh, okay. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Uh, for, for legal reasons, we're just going to say I was joking. Well, thank you, Carrie. You're welcome, Dean. We'll bring you something scary Very soon. next time, too. Until then. Thanks for listening. Keep it spooky. What? <laughs> Bye.